3: Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
0: This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre.
3: What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire. For Wednesday, March 2nd, it was a late night for your boy and another early morning. I'm on Undisputed again. All week, in fact, joined today by Lavar Arrington. Should be fun. Uh, as usual, you know, we'll talk about the Lakers. Uh, the show's been great this week. The feedback has been tremendous. Yes, even the haters, especially all y'all Philly people. Hey, listen, guys, I uh, was fortunate enough to go to the Lakers game Tuesday night. Hey, listen, it was a risk on my part. Um, I had talked to my buddy Jeff, season ticket holder, great guy, great skier, in fact. And I was like, well, you know, we should, you know, this Mavs game, man, this is Luka Doncic. He's like, oh, we'll do it. Let's, done deal. And then I get the Undisputed Morning Show this week, and I'm like, ah, I don't know, you know, it's, it's going to be tough. And he obviously has work, he owns a business. And it was one of those like, okay, let's see here. Do I force the issue and, and, and try to go to the game and come back and not get as much sleep as I should to be ready for Undisputed? Yeah, you got to see Luka Doncic. Listen, when, when I talk him up as the best player in the league, and I said that coming into this season, and I again, I said it to my buddy Jeff, and I think I said it to my other friend Dan who was there with us. A couple other guys went, and I, I, I firmly believe, guys, Luka Doncic is the best player in the NBA. He's not going to win the MVP. I get it. He's not going to win the scoring title. But I, I, you just look at that supporting cast, man, okay? Dorian Finney-Smith, Reggie Bullock, Dwight Powell, uh, Davis Bertans, Maxi Kleber. He makes everyone better around him. Uh, by the way, the Mavs were very well coached by Jason Kidd. Just a tremendous job. Every single time Carmelo Anthony was on the floor, they're hunting him in the pick and roll. The Lakers tried to play Dwight Howard in the first, I think it was the end of the first quarter. For, yeah, first quarter, I believe. And he lasted like three minutes. They Luca attacked him in the pick and roll every single time. They don't, they waste no time. The Mavericks. You could just you're just watching every play, and instantly it's Luca's calling. Give me Dwight Howard. Give me Carmelo, and he's just attacking them. But what really got interesting at in the fourth quarter, close game. Lakers had taken the lead. They were down 20 in the first half. Incredible comeback by the Lakers. LeBron showing that he is still one of the best players in the league, hitting bomb threes, logo threes. Carmelo Anthony was splashing. Like Malik Monk had a very good game. Stanley Johnson hit 3-3s. Three like the Lakers had a good game. They had 14 of 34 from deep, 41%. Hit 80% of their free throws. And then at the end, what happens? It's Luka Doncic. Basically, the final seven minutes was just Luka Doncic. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to call for a pick and roll. And if Carmelo's on the floor, I'm going at him. But what really got interesting was the final four minutes. He wanted LeBron and he wanted all the smoke. And Luka Doncic, listen, you guys know I like LeBron. I'm a huge fan. The guy's incredible. He's absolutely gassed, right? Carrying this team, rebounding, playing center, banging inside, bringing the ball up the court, setting the offense. The offense is running through him. Like, it's a lot of work, man. And he's got to guard Luka Doncic at the end of the game. And Luka had a move where he hit a fadeaway over LeBron on the baseline. And you're just like, oh, that's a tough move. And then over the six foot eight Lebron, splash, Mavs take the lead, and he turns to the baseline. And We're I don't know twenty rows up, twenty five. We're we're close enough to see Luca turn to the crowd, open his arms as as if to say, "Is this your king?" And you know he was jawing because Luca's a trash talker, and he just ran down the floor, and you were like, "This guy is unstoppable." I mean, he is. He's just a a superstar. I mean, what what else can you say? Now, he did miss all five of his threes. He had six turnovers, but he made all the plays necessary late. Lakers folded in the fourth. Again, this is going to be a long Wednesday for Lakers fans. There's going to be consternation. How do we blow another fourth-quarter lead? Well, you know, guys, uh, they dragged Kent Kent Bazemore out of the doghouse, and he had to play 17 minutes, okay? Austin Reeves in foul trouble all night. Got an elbow in the face. Uh, uh, technical fouls on Bazemore technical fouls on Westbrook like the Lakers are losing their minds here it it, it was a tough game they all are tough right now there are no moral victories for the Lakers which stinks I I, I, what else do you want to say are they crap no at times do they look really really bad yes that's obvious um I just I don't want people to freak out about this but I'm going to stand by what I said. When you add Anthony Davis to this team, just remember a healthy AD. And I don't know, we'll see if he's healthy. LeBron is, you know, one hit to the ground away from the season being completely over. But you give Anthony Davis 30 35 minutes and you're now pulling minutes away from Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, whoever doesn't have it, they ain't playing. I mean, like, I like Austin Reeves a lot. If he's missing and he added several big shots that he missed. And again, listen, there's a rookie undrafted. What do you expect? But Anthony Davis is going to be a fulcrum in that offense. Also, less of a load on LeBron James. Like, the trickle down from a healthy Anthony Davis is just incredible. It just, it really is. And that's why I'm not counting them out. Obviously, uh, they've still got to get to the playoffs. They are only two games up on Portland. Yes, two games up on Portland with 20 games left. This could go sideways and the Lakers could miss the playoffs. I stand by, though, what I said. If AD's healthy and LeBron is healthy, I'm definitely giving them a chance to come out of the West. I know that sounds insane. I get it. You can write them off. It just... Count out LeBron and AD at your own Peril. All right, today we have a great guest. He played college basketball at the highest level. He played in the NBA. He's an announcer for Fox. Casey Jacobson, really good guy. And we dive deep into March Madness to get you ready. You know, listen, it's the month of March. Championship week is coming up. Then the NCAA tournament draw. And you know I'm heavy on the tournament. So if you want to win your bracket, you want to win your Calcutta, You guys know what that is, right? You want to win some money gambling on the tournament, which you definitely will be. You need to tune in to this interview with Casey Jacobson of Fox Sports. You know a
0: guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports.
3: I know what sports fans want.
0: But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy.
3: All right, let's welcome back to Straight Fire, one of the best shooting guards in the history of the Pac-10 slash uh, 12. I'm sure he's going to, he doesn't like when I hype him up that way, but he played in the NBA, Casey Jacobson. How are you, man?
4: Jason, I'm great, man. It's, uh, it's good to be with you. It's March. So yes. we are on the precipice of March Madness, and it's also my birthday month, too. Which wow. Was, um, my birthday falls, Jason, on the first round of the tournament. No way. Yep. Uh, March 18th? March 19th.
3: Not, okay, my son is the 18th and this has been an ongoing thing. Like, I'm like, listen, the NCAA tournament is massive. Yeah. So we had to push his birthday the weekend before most years. Did you do that too?
4: Yeah, you got to do what you got to do, man. Yeah, You, you yeah. got to watch March Madness. I and know. And everything else gets pushed aside, including birthdays. Yes.
3: Yeah. Now, when we were on the East Coast, we would schedule the birthdays for like 11 a.m. on Saturday so that you kind of would only miss maybe the first half of that first game. You know, the first game in the standalone. It's like, all right, I can miss a first half, but I can't miss like the four-game window. There's just no way I'm doing that. Sorry. Love my kid, but... um.
4: The worst birthday of my life, Jason. Well, I've had two really bad birthdays, okay? Oh no. My my first bad birthday (laughs) was my 16th birthday when I took my driver's test and I failed. So I was all looking forward to getting (laughs) my license. (laughs) I didn't pass the test and had to wait like three weeks to get it and I I passed it the second time. So that was bad. The second one was my 19th birthday. It was my freshman year at Stanford. We were a number one seed. And we won our first-round game. And then the second-round game, you know that 8-9 matchup? Yeah. We played North Carolina. We were in the South region. And uh, I would say 80% Jeez. of the fans That's were right. North Carolina fans. It was like playing at the Dean Dome. And oh. that was when we had uh, Ed Cota, uh, Joe Forte, Julius Peppers, Jason Capel. And they beat us in the second yeah. round on my birthday. On and I was birthday. like two for 12 from the field. So Oh, man. Was- look at
3: how the details that he remembers. By the way, Joseph Forte, I thought he would be an awesome NBA player. Just sure. never really materialized. Coda was a stud, was a stud, point yeah. guard, New York City guy. Yeah, man. Oh, geez. Sorry about that, Casey. Well, hopefully, you know, listen, it's March, so we wanted to get you here on the pod before it gets too crazy for you. Now, you're calling games a lot. Like every day um, – Tell me how this how it's been for you this college basketball season as we co- emerge out of COVID.
4: Yeah, sure. Briefly, I mean, this has been the busiest year of my broadcasting career. i have now this is now my eighth year working for Fox, and I do some work for Pac-12 Network as well. But uh, one of the benefits of the pandemic for me, Jason, uh, was like we're calling a lot of games from studio, and that didn't used to be the case. You used to always have to fly to a game. Mm. And and for example, if I was going to do a game at Oregon, you would, and the game was on Thursday, you would fly there on Wednesday. You'd get prepared. You'd call the game on Thursday night, and then you'd fly home on Friday. So that's basically three days of commitment just to call one game. Well, now I'm calling a lot of games from the LA studios. I live in Southern California, about an hour from LA. Mm. So I can call a Oregon game on Thursday. I can call a game that takes place at UConn on friday and then on saturday i can do studio work with my guy steve lavin and rob stone and then also call a game that night at iowa so this is a really bizarre time uh, in college basketball for for us um, you know at at fox it's just been really bizarre so like this week for example i will call four games and do two days of studio all in the same week
3: much yeah. more efficient. So it's like you're able to cover a lot more ground. Now, the the Iowa-Illinois game you have coming up, that, that's a pretty big one.
4: Yeah, that one's on Sunday. Um, it, it's huge because, one, Illinois is still in the chase for the Big Ten Championship along with Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, and and then Iowa has kind of come out of nowhere. Jason, like, we kind of rode off Iowa as, yeah. you know, hey, they, they just have Keegan Murray, who's a top-five scorer in the country, but not, not much else. At least that's what we thought. Well, here comes Iowa. They are now ranked in the top 25. They 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 crept in last week in the top 25 AP poll. And uh, so they'll go on the road and, and try and beat an Illinois team. Um, you know, it's really interesting. Illinois has Kofi Coburn, and Iowa yes. does not have a lot of <laughs> front court depth. So that'll be something to, to kind of keep an eye on there.
3: It's funny. I remember a hot take I had during the NCAA tournament last year. Garza... You know, obviously a legendary player for right. Iowa. And they got bounced by, I think, Oregon, which Oregon. a lot of people had called. Oregon was so good. Oregon and I, my take was like,
4: listen. five points on them. By that's that.
3: right. Yeah, they just destroyed. And, and you could tell, like, you know, Garza, a nice player, but that was their ceiling. Yeah. And I said, you know, they got a lot of young guys. This team's going to be, I think, better next year. And I'll never forget Scott Van Pelt came in saying, no way. Garza right. is the man You know, all these guys love Garza. And I just look at Iowa's team right now. I think they're primed for a better run this year than last year. Is that is that too hot of a take or not really?
4: Um, no, not really. I'll, I would push back a little bit. So defensively, their numbers yeah. are are the same. Like when Garza last year was awesome. Offensively, Iowa was a top five offensive efficiency team in the country. They're that this year with Keegan Murray leading the way. Defensively, their numbers are very similar. Mm-hmm. Although here here's like – The star of the team, Keegan Murray, is really good on both ends. Like, whereas Luca Garza, when you put him in pick and roll, he wasn't quick enough to really defend uh, perimeter players. Keegan Murray is a very good defensive player, but overall – Iowa is just an average, maybe below average defensive team. So that's why it's hard to pick them past yeah. the second or third round.
3: And it, it comes down to matchups, right? Obviously, Oregon last year was just a nightmare matchup for them. And we'll see who they draw this year. But I want to start like the overarching view of March Madness. Last year, we had Gonzaga undefeated heading into the tournament. That was like the big story, right? I just wonder, it, is the big story this year Coach K going out with a title? Is it the resurgence of Kentucky? Or is it Gonzaga? And number one again, but not as dominant as last year?
4: I would say definitely the biggest story in the tournament will be coach K's final Go year. Okay. When, when will it end? And, and Jason, this year's Duke team is good enough to win a national championship. They are hmm. not the heavy favorite, but they are absolutely, I've watched them enough to know they are absolutely good enough. They have a starting point guard with some experience in, in Wendell Moore. Uh They have a first round lottery pick. Mm. Uh, at Palo they have a really good defensive center in Mark Williams if you haven't seen him play as a shot blocker, yeah. a rim runner. Very good. And then they have other, you know, freshman Trevor Keels can have a good game and then Adrian Griffin has kind of stepped up. So this is a team that's got a ton of weapons. So I, I would say that's the number one story is how far can this Duke team go in the yeah. final year. But then for me, the second story is, can Gonzaga finally break through? Hmm. Is it, Gonzaga has played in two of the last four national championship games. So the narrative of whether or not Gonzaga is a good program, a perennial power, if they play, you know, if if all of their stats are blown up because they play in the um, weak WCC, those arguments are gone, yeah. those are way gone. Now it's just a matter of, can Gonzaga finally kick down that door and and win a national title and their performance last week at St. Mary's mm. gave a lot of people pause. They kind of, they kind of got punked by St. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot, you know, a lot of the Gonzaga haters might be like, yeah, that's what, you know they haven't been tested in two months, and this is. But no, th- this Gonzaga team is for real. They are as, as good as any team I've seen this year. Yeah,
3: I lost a lot of money on that game. They were down like fifteen. I was like, oh, a live bet Gonzaga five and a half. You know, come on, I'm getting five and a half points with the Gonzaga, and they just could they couldn't. I don't think they got closer than seven in the second half. It was a, that was a surprise. Probably one of the bigger surprises I've seen this year. But you know, to go back to Duke, um, Casey, I just counted. They have four losses by a total of nine points. Yeah. Uh, that's a really good set. Like you can't blow this team off the floor. And most of the time, Ben is going to probably be the best player on the floor in, in Duke's games. Right.
4: You are, you are right about that. He's a shot creator, a yeah. shot maker. You know, sometimes what's interesting, Jason, you watch Duke and it feels like the players on their team don't really fully understand how good Ben is. And they sometimes try to do it themselves. Yeah. Instead like, of <sighs> giving it to him and letting him be a creator. He's a, he's a willing passer, Certainly. Um, the other thing that you mentioned about Duke's schedule, Jason, they beat Gonzaga. People kind of Mm. forget because it was so long ago. It was in November, but Gonzaga and Duke played an awesome game. That's
3: right. I remember that. Yes. Thanksgiving weekend. Yes. four
4: eighty-one. It was a one possession game and it was awesome. Could have gone either way, but uh, Duke's certainly shown that they can uh, beat a lot of teams. The ACC has not been very good. So it's, it's almost like they're playing in the WCC this year um, and not getting quite as tested, but, uh, still a really interesting. I, I
3: was just looking at that box score and Chet Holmgren, the seven-one. Is yeah. he seven-one? I don't know. Have you stood next to him? Is he no, a legit seven-one? No, no. I mean the kid's huge, but he's super thin. I mean, he probably weighs like one eighty. I don't know. I mean, yeah, he's he, super. Th- but it seemed like Paolo got the better of him in that matchup. Would you agree?
4: He did. Oh, oh, definitely. You know, Chet. Chet Holmgren has gotten better and better and better as mm. the season has gone on. And I kind of thought that that would be the case, not just because of his skinny frame. He is 195 pounds, for the record, by the way. <laughs> Insanity. Yeah, come on. Um, but because he had never really played with you know, against physical grown men before, you know, and I'm not saying, uh, you know, in in college is different than the NBA. You know, he's projected to be a top five pick in the Mm. NBA. We'll see how he deals with that physicality at the next level. But it was the first time that he had played against guys who are definitely bigger and stronger than he is. But Jason, Chet Ongren is awesome. He has changed my view of Gonzaga in the way that Oscar Sheebway has changed my view of Kentucky. Mm. And what I mean by that is last year, Gonzaga's team was an offensive juggernaut. I mean, they were the only team that could stop him was Baylor in, in the national title game. Nobody else had a chance to, to slow them down. Defensively, they were just okay. This year, Chet Holmgren is one of the best defensive centers yeah. in the country. And he <laughs> and he gives them a, a defensive edge that they didn't have last year.
3: Yeah. I'm looking at the block percentage. He's 15th in the country, third in true shooting percentage, fifth in two-pointer. Like the guy's a he's a monster. But I wonder. I remember when Zion came out of a small town in South Carolina, they were like, ah, well, he's playing like small white kids and dunking on a big deal. And then Zion's like legitimately awesome. And Holmgren came out of some small town in Minnesota. And I think it was the same thing. Oh, he can, he could beat up that, you know, kind of weak competition, but I think he's lived up to the hype. I think he's probably the top overall pick. I mean, depending on who gets it.
4: Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, he did come from a small town in Minnesota, but I don't know if you were aware of this, that he was high school basketball teammates with Jalen Suggs, who also went to Gonzaga. Oh, wow. The two of them, they went to Minnehaha High School.
3: Minnehaha, yes. Yeah,
4: which is funny to say, but uh, they won state championships there. So small town, but obviously, you know, he, he paired up with Suggs, who was yeah. a lottery pick as well. So the, the two of them were, were So uh, awesome. it's
3: I guess it, that's how part of the reason he got to Gonzaga, right? Suggs, his teammate goes there. Absolutely um, recruited him. Interesting. That's a good score for Mark Few. Uh so would, would you would you make Gonzaga the favorite over Kentucky and Duke or no?
4: I I would personally but a slight favorite. So like last year I would have put Gonzaga as the the uh, Gonzaga and Baylor's heavy favorites to right. make the national ch- championship it worked out that way. Um, but you mentioned Kentucky, Jason. I, I think that they are really, really good. And maybe uh, you can make a, a good argument that they are just as good as, as Gonzaga. If you're going to make me pick one of the two. I'll, I'll take the Bulldogs, though. Um, Oscar Shibwe has not only been a monster um, on the on the glass, like he rebounds everything. He's been a really good scorer, too. People don't really realize that. He's yeah. not the rebounder. He can score down low in the paint, uh, but gives them a new dimension and a toughness that John Calipari's teams hasn't haven't had recently. Um, Kellen Grady is another kid. That they I like him. He's a transfer from Davidson. It's given them much needed shooting like Jason. How many times have you watched Cal- John Calipari coach Kentucky teams and, and oh. always thought to yourself, man, if they could just have more shooters. Yeah, like if they could just have one extra shooter. That's what they have now with Kellen Grady. So the Sheboy and Grady have been just two of the most impactful transfers uh, in the entire country. The thing with Kentucky, though, is they have Sabir Wheeler and Ty Ty Washington, two really good backcourt players who play well together, can both drive it. Ty Ty Washington, a good three-point shooter, but they really haven't been healthy in the last, I would say, three weeks now. They've been in and out of the lineup. I think both of them have uh, ankle or knee injuries. If they can get healthy, hmm. um, you know, and they have a couple weeks to do so, I don't even care. Honestly, I don't care what Kentucky does in the SEC tournament. Yeah. Like they can lose first round, they can win it. It doesn't matter to me. They just need to get those two guys healthy because a, a healthy Kentucky team, to me, is in that top tier of maybe three or four teams that I truly believe should be the favorites. To yeah. The
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue while you prep your meats. That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions.
1: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip.
6: That's when blue checkmark represents on our listing. eBay Authenticity Guarantee, meaning every inch, stitch, sew, logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. So when you finally step into those grill kicks, you'll realize the feeling is unlike any other. And with eBay Authenticity Guarantee, the feeling of real is always within reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.
0: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of
4: our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
3: I saw a stat, Casey, that this is the most experienced team Calipari's ever had. And I just, and this is kind of a big picture thing. When Historically, he's gotten all the great freshmen, right? And they play these awesome freshmen and they win and they leave early. But Oscar, uh, Wheeler, And um, Grady, all transfers. So they have vets. Do you think, and this is, I hope Calipari fans don't get angry. Do you think this is Calipari seeing that they're going to move away from preventing young guys from going straight to the NBA from high school? And he's saying, we need to get ahead of this. I need to get in the transfer market and start to get get guys who are veterans who can, you know, I can get back to winning. Because this young guy thing, I don't know if it's going to work long term.
4: Absolutely. John Caleb okay. Perry is a very smart guy. Yeah. And, you know, he had struggled with a couple of young teams that really hadn't lived up to potential. And I imagine that he and his coaching staff were in rooms being like, what's going on? How do we get in front of this? How do we change what's happening here? And Kentucky is as unique or, or as good as any program in the, in the country. And I include like Duke and Kansas uh, in those at being able to recruit any player in the country. Like they can recruit any player they want in high school if they want to, they can go out and get any transfer and say, I'm John Calipari, I will put you in the NBA. Player for one season, you will win games and you'll go to the NBA. What what guy is gonna turn down that pitch?
3: It's it's like Saban with Alabama, right? If you go to save, you play for Saban, you're going to the NFL. So I am curious: is there an interesting story behind Oscar getting out of West Virginia and to Lexington? And uh, are Huggins and Calipari do they hate each other now? Like wh- how how does West Virginia lose a guy who's probably going to be first team All American, right?
4: Yeah, he. Oh, pff, no question. I mean, okay. to me, he's he's going to be the. Player of the Year. I, I would say Oscar sheebway Johnny Davis at Wisconsin Davis, yeah. are my two favorites just because of how they both elevated their teams, uh, kind of put put their team on their back at time. I mean, where would Wisconsin be without Johnny Davis? It's pretty, yeah. pretty crazy well, thing about that.
3: That's but, a good you know, pivot point. Oh, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead.
4: Well, I was just going to uh, comment on Sheboy. He left unceremoniously from West Virginia. Mm. I think there was a little, he was upset with with Huggins. Huggins was displeased with him. You know, sometimes it's best to just walk away. And okay, like, and and it, it it worked out for Sheboy. Um, it, it's been a great fit.
3: Um. So Johnny Davis, you mentioned him. It's funny. I looked him up. I was like, I don't remember this guy last year. So he averaged seven points a game. And he was not like a big-time recruit. I don't even know if he was a top 125 guy, according depending on where you look. And then I, I do a list of the top 50 college basketball players like the summer before the season. And Johnny Davis was not on the list, okay? <laughs> he averaged seven points a game last year. And all these people from Wisconsin, how do you don't know basketball? You miss Davis. And I'm like thinking, let me look around. Casey, he was not on any All-Big Ten first team, nothing, anywhere, no preseason All-American. How the hell does a guy make that quick of a leap? At Wisconsin.
4: <laughs> so I call it the sophomore leap, right? Which is okay. the, the biggest growth that you have as a college basketball player in general. You know, there, there are exceptions, of course, to every rule. But in general, the biggest growth that you'll have in your four years as a college basketball player or student athlete is from your freshman year, sophomore year. When you go in your freshman, no one really knows what the hell they're doing as a freshman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they're 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 not used to um, you know eating healthy. They're not used to working out five, six, seven days a week in the weight room, and they're not used to getting their butt kicked in practice by <laughs> grown men who are older and stronger and and no more. Right. Yeah. So you 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 get you take it on the chin your freshman year, and the the guys who are competitive and are ready to, um, you know, who are mentally tough, can make that sophomore leap along with skills, right? So that's the other part of it, is those guys have to spend time in, in the offseason developing their skill set. Johnny Davis showed small flashes of potential, seven hmm. points a game. Keegan Murray, we've already mentioned him in Iowa, also yeah. did some pieces as a freshman, seven, eight points a game, showed some, some, some flashes, but was really inconsistent. Those two guys have gotten in the gym and said, I'm I'm going to have an opportunity to be the leading scorer of my team. So not only did they work on their game, Jason, but they were also given an opportunity. They were given, like, we need you, Johnny Davis. We need you, Keegan Murray, to take the ball and make something happen because we don't have a lot of people on our team that can do that. So that's yeah. the other part of it as well. And I'll throw in one other sophomore, Jaden Ivey, for – Purdue oh yeah yeah last year as a freshman was brilliant at times and then there were other games where I'm watching Jaden Ivey I'm like man this guy's trying too hard he's got five turnovers all over the place and and he can't shoot threes right (laughs) so like those are three guys and they which all happen to be in the big 10 but that's just coincidence who all were were okay as freshmen and then have taken that sophomore leap because of time in the gym because of taking that stuff on the chin all freshman long. And then third, are given an opportunity by their head coach to say, Hey man, we need you to step forward and make plays for
3: us. Yeah, I, I like those college basketball stories. I mean, your story, of course, you were like, you know, prayed Were you parade all American in high I was school? Yeah, yeah, all you were. American, yes. So everybody knew, like, oh, Casey Jacobsen star, but like, I mean, I'm gonna go ahead and venture. A lot of people will turn on the tournament, and be like, Johnny, Dave, this guy's amazing, and like, that's the story. I think that helps college basketball, doesn't it? Because a lot of college football and, and in the high level college basketball, you know about these guys in high school. You know, they got five hundred thousand followers on Instagram because they've been dunking for years but like Johnny Davis, I, I think he's one of the best stories in college basketball. Is he not?
4: He is definitely one of the best stories in college basketball for the, the reasons I just mentioned, you know, because we, we love underdog stories. We yes. love people that come out of nowhere. That's part of our country as part of our, you know, it's just, yeah, we, we, we love it. So yes, I, Jason, I believe that there are a lot of people who don't really follow college basketball like you and I, we don't, they don't watch it all the time. Who, who have no idea who Johnny Davis yeah. is. Yeah. And he will pop right off of your television screen. They'll be like, whoa, who's that dude? Plus, he plays for Wisconsin, yeah. who's kind of a slower paced they're not super athletic and i don't mean to say like they're just a bunch of white dudes (laughs) that's not what i'm saying but like like they are a slower paced team and he jumps off the screen same thing with purdue if you don't know who Jaden ivy is you might watch purdue and see okay they also have seven foot four zach Eady, who also like kind of pops off the screen but Jaden ivy's a different dude i mean he He goes, when he puts it into another gear that everybody else in college basketball doesn't have, it's like, whoa. So there's a lot of people I think that are really going to enjoy watching Jaden Ivey, Keegan Murray, Johnny Davis here for the first time. I don't
3: know if you remember last year's Oklahoma Gonzaga game in the tournament. I'm a nerd. I love the tournament way too much. And I saw Austin Reeves go at the entire Gonzaga team and he had like, I think like 28 points, but it was clear. He was one of the best guys on the court and Suggs was out there too. And, I start reading up on Reeves and I'm like, I've seen this guy. I don't remember him being this good. And he was like under recruited. I mean, you know he's starting games for the Lakers now, oh, Casey. He's yeah, he's like blocking Clay Thompson layup attempts. I'm like like that, that's incredible. Like, so give me other guys besides Johnny Davis who you think could have like one of those March moments where they're like, damn, this guy can go. He's gonna be a pro.
4: Um, Ochai Agbaji. Is a, um, a a shooting guard for Kansas? Kansas, yes. Who is really good? Like he can score thirty on any night against any team. And I know there's a lot of people. I mean, I, I, I know Kansas has a massive fan base, but I think there's a general population yeah. of college basketball casual fans who don't know who Ochai Agbaji is. Yeah. Um. He's definitely like a first team All American guy that can you know s- steal the show. I would say uh, in, in March Madness. You know, a guy like so, it was what Johnny Juzang did last year, right? Juzang, know, there you go. Him. Yeah. Johnny Juzang emerged on the scene as a 25 points per game scorer in his five tournament games. Yeah. He had that in him, but he hadn't really done it consistently yeah. throughout the course of the year. So there's always somebody like that. Another guy I would throw in to that, and I, and I hate, uh, I hate keep going back to the Big Ten, but EJ Liddell. For Ohio, oh, State
3: Ohio State, the big kid, is yeah, a,
4: is a matchup problem. I don't yeah. know how good EJ Liddell will be in the NBA. I really don't, but I can tell you this, Jason. In college, he's a matchup nightmare because yeah. he's like six, eight, 230 pounds.
3: He's just he's, yeah, he, yeah. Get him on the block; he, it's over.
4: Yeah, you can't put a, a really big guy on him because he's got perimeter skills. We'll just take him out outside on the perimeter, go around him, or shoot threes. You can't put a little guy on him because he will just post him up. He, he's one of those matchup nightmares.
3: Yeah, I I love those stories. Um, all right, without um pitting you down on Baylor, uh, they win the title last year, and I don't I don't know Casey. There's like not a lot of talk about Baylor nationally. I, why do you think that is?
4: Oh well, so they started fifteen and zero, and they were the number one team in the country. So there was some talk about them and then they took on some losses. they lost back to back uh back-to-back games against Kansas and Missouri this year Ooh. and then they kind of fell off the the national radar. they fell out of the top 10 in the country and so people stopped really talking Stop about paying it. attention. yeah w- w- which happens um actually but Drew, what-
3: Drew is shaking all the like he's not a good coach right that that's officially out the window. Scott Drew's history. You know, I mean, win a title like I mean, and to be back, what they're third in Ken Palm right now.
4: Yeah. Oh no, it's, it's uh, th- they're a, a bona fide perennial power. I mean, there's there's no other way around. They're like Gonzaga now. Um, Baylor's on that level too. But yeah. uh, the other thing is, so um, I think the key to Baylor is James Akinjo. If you don't know who mm. James
3: Akinjo is, the Arizona kid, right?
4: He started his career at Georgetown, playing for Patrick. Oh, Jr. Georgetown. Yeah, oh. then he transferred last year. He was at Arizona for one year with Sean Miller, and then when Miller was fired and Tommy Lloyd came aboard, James was like, "I'm going to go somewhere else and finish my career." He goes to Baylor and has been really good. He can be kind of a roller coaster point guard, though. Like if he can turn the ball over a ton, uh, but when he's right, when he makes good decisions, and when he shoots the ball really well, this this Baylor team is is really good. Now Baylor did lose their starting center, Jonathan yeah. Chamwa Chachua. Uh, he blew kid, out yeah. yeah he blew out his knee it was really ugly gross injury um it was about two weeks ago um and i i thought they might be in trouble but they have depth they have Flo Thamba has now stepped into his starting role there um i mean it, it, this Baylor team is, is hasn't. yeah, yeah they they've been under the radar uh just a bit over the last like two weeks but i, I think they're back all
0: state wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere like at your pregame barbecue
2: Make mom's Mother's Day and all the 364 days that aren't Mother's Day with a Bartesian cocktail maker at $50 off. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N dot com backslash mother now to get $50 off the Bartesian premium cocktail maker. Bartesian, premium cocktails on demand.
6: This is Jeff T. from the Club 520 podcast. You'll know when you get it. It'll say eBay, authenticity, guarantee. You'll feel it because when it comes to your feet, eBay has your back. Detail inspection. So when you finally step into those grill kicks, you'll realize the feeling is unlike any other. And with eBay Authenticity Guarantee, the feeling of real is always within reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for times.
4: Fox Sports
0: Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at
4: foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen
3: live. Two more, the Providence of, of Friars. Um, maybe the best story that nobody's talking about on the East Coast. I don't know. I mean, twenty-four and three. But Casey, I, you know, you look at the metrics. They're not a great. They're not great at anything. They're not top twenty-five in offense or defense. They, they they're not a great three-point shooting team. Like, what do they? How the hell are they twenty-four and three?
4: Yeah, well, they've won uh, ten of their eleven games that are decided by two possessions <laughs> or less, which is. It, truly think about that for a second and yeah. how difficult that is to do um and kenpom kenpom.com the analytics website they have their um, formula for luckiest teams oh. and providence is number one in luck. wow and you know a lot of t- a lot of haters will point to that and be like yeah they're so lucky they're so lucky i dare you to watch this team night in and night out now, I will admit there is some luck, right? A shot goes in, a shot doesn't go in, whatever. They get a foul call, they don't get a foul call, okay? So some of that is they are getting the benefit of some bounces, okay? But if you win 10 of 11 to possession or less games, you're doing something right. And Ed Cooley's their head coach. He's just so calm under pressure. I love the way he talks to his men in, in, in the huddle. Jared Bynum is their point guard, a very good decision maker, and a fifth-year senior. They also have their starting center is Nate Watson, also a fifth-year senior. Yeah, a lot of so veterans. the oldest yeah. teams in the country. But to your point, Jason, their metrics, like Ken Palm has them overall as the 39th
3: best team in the
4: country. They're top 10 in America. Their record's 24 and 3 yeah. How can they be that low? It's uh, weird. So
3: it. let's say they win the Big East. Do you think they get, like, I, can they be a top-four seed?
4: Oh, they will guaranteed be a top oh, four seed.
3: So they're going so to probably be overseeded given how their metrics pan out.
4: Correct. Yes, oh, they boy. will be the one team that you'll be like, okay, hey, they're going to be a three seed. But
3: yeah, every other metric
4: says that this team is not elite. Like they're yeah, not even shooting the not ball. They're close. Not elite Defensively, they're the 60th best defensive team in America. So will, will you feel good about advancing them far in your bracket? I don't know. And, and and
3: again, I don't want to put too much stock in Ken Palm, but Casey, as you know, I mean, the the projections for their scores and like they're spot on with so much. I, know. I don't know what's in his formula. Um, One more. So the Tennessee Vols and Rick Barnes, like they're good again. They got great athletes on the wing. And I just, <laughs> every year it feels like I, I, I'm not bashing Rick Barnes, but I don't know how he good of a coach he is in March, Casey.
4: <laughs> I <fair>. mean, <laughs> like, um, I, I think he's a good coach, um, yeah, and I, I trust this Tennessee team more than I trusted last wow. year's Tennessee team, and the reason why is offensively. So last year's Tennessee team was awesome defense. Do you remember? Yeah. They were a top 10 defensive team like pretty much all year. This this year's team's top five again. Um, offensively, I think this team is way more dangerous. Uh, Kennedy Chandler is our freshman point guard, one of the fastest players you will see with the ball in his hands. But then they, they flank him with Santiago Vescovi, who's like a, who's a, a, a vet. I think he's a junior. Um, Zakai Ziegler is another freshman who's, who's kind of grown up in his role a little bit. Um, but they have they have versatility that a lot of other teams wish they, they had. Josiah Jordan James, John Fulkerson, I mean, these are big, strong, rugged front court guys. There's not a lot that Tennessee doesn't have. I understand that you you have some trepidations because of Rick, yeah, Rick turn Barnes' of history. But
3: I mean they they're playing well in the SEC. Like they had their bumps early, but nice win over Kentucky recently. Um all right, so Casey, is there um, you know, I don't it's to outside. Okay, how about this? I give you Gonzaga, Kentucky, Duke, or you can have the field to win the title. Who you got?
4: I think I'll take Gonzaga, Kentucky (laughs) and and Kentucky are my two favorite teams. So those are the two teams that I think are most equipped to win a national championship. If I could um, really have my way, I would have Gonzaga play Arizona in either a final four or a national championship game as a Mm. West Coast guy, Jason. Oh yeah. That to me is a fantastic and fascinating storyline. Tommy Lloyd, the head coach for Arizona, in his first year ever as a head coach, is going to have Arizona as a number one seed if things go well. If they close the season out well, and he spent 20 years as an assistant coach for Tom uh, for for Mark Few, to have those two meet, and they play Pretty so good. similarly too, it's it's creepy. It's really eerie how similar the style, which makes sense because they're both from the same program, right? I, but I, like, I, it would just be so much fun to watch them play. And do they you won't have residents They're forced to.
3: Do you have reservations about how you know they're kind of led by freshmen? Now they got some NBA freshmen, but I, the kid. Well, uh, go they're, ahead.
4: They're not freshmen technically, so they're
3: sophomores. Um, so, all,
4: what Arizona does, I know. Like you're giving me a weird look. Arizona is one of those teams who lists their second-year players as freshmen due to the COVID year, but oh. all, they do not. Arizona does not play a true freshman. That,
3: that, they, huh oh, yeah because yeah, so it's first, listed on the roster as uh yeah. uh so the so six more, six wing guy Mathorian. he's awesome yeah um, Mathurin, I, Mathurin, Mathurin, I, yeah he's he's incredible um yeah, so, he's a future so pro I, probably a lottery pick right
4: yeah definitely a lottery pick top yeah. 15 for sure yeah but so tell your audience not to go to the website and look at Arizona's interesting roster. yeah because they
3: look like an inexperienced team
4: <laughs> well huh
3: so, so wait why North does arizona do that
4: none of them have played an NCAA tournament game. So that's the one, it is the one thing that you could say, all right, Hey, you know, these guys have haven't been on the big stage before, but, um, you know, huh. the reason why is because uh Sean Miller, when he was there and and when he was fired, a lot of guys left, right? So James yeah. Akinjo, I've already mentioned Terrell Brown, who is the leading scorer in the Pac twelve conference, plays for Washington now. He was <laughs> on Arizona's roster last year. Yeah. So they kind of had a max exodus. A lot of the young core stayed around and uh and, and they're playing well.
3: Yeah, all right. Well, uh, Casey, good, good luck calling the games. Obviously, March Madness will be fun. Enjoy the birthday, you know, if you can, uh, before the tournament begins. Thanks a lot, man.
4: Appreciate it, Jason. See you, man.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and
1: conditions. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip.
2: Hi, checking in for...
1: Or the perfect table.
2: Hey, where are you? Coming!
1: And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card...
2: Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it.
1: And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex.
0: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal
1: podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my god, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA.
3: He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed.
0: Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust
2: Zumo
0: Play.